Yu-Gi-Oh? Yeah, here's the thing. I, I don't mind if people disagree with me. I have no problem with that. But actual anti-Semitism? Mm, not on my watch. All right. President, Accuracy in Media. His name is Adam Gillette. Joining me now on the live line to talk about anti-Semitism on college campuses. Hey, Adam. Hey, thank you so much for having me. Thanks for being here, because I cannot stand it when people are racist, anti-Semitic, or any other sort of thing that makes them think that other people who are not exactly like them somehow are lesser than. Don't like it. Well, then stay the heck away from a college campus, because all of them, it seems, are breeding grounds of Horrible, wretched, racist anti-Semitism, not merely from people who say horrible things, but who also, in the case of many of them, are actually quite violent. Yeah, I don't think teachers should be even touching these topics at all in the curriculum, but um, that's why you got to talk to your kids at home and make sure what they're learning goes along with your family values. Seriously, you've got to check in with your kids. Well, that's such a great point, because I really think that the reason we're dealing with such major anti-Semitism on college campuses is not because of radical professors. These days, the college kids are more radical than the professors. It's because of the extra focus on DEI, diversity, equity, inclusion, in K-12 education. Our team of hidden camera investigators, we've been in over 250, I personally in over 200 school districts across the country with hidden cameras exposing these radical equity officers, and these are the people who are creating the racism, division, and anti-Semitism in our society. People get really mad at me, Adam, because I say, I am so tired of us telling all of our kids they're special because nobody is special (laughs) unless they do something that makes them stand out. But in my mind, a child of God is a special thing. So we are all born with that opportunity to protect ourselves into the category of I've done something special. But choosing to be different does not make you special. It just makes you someone who chose to be different. That's right. And really, that's the shocking thing to me, that these people truly believe that they're tolerant and kind and considerate and inclusive, even as they chant slogans endorsing ethnic cleansing, like from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. Even when they project onto the side of their campus buildings, phrases like glory to the martyrs in the days after October 7th. Imagine supporting people who killed civilians, raped women, beheaded a a baby, and thinking that you've got the moral high ground and that the rest of us are the mean jerks. But that's exactly what we see in these campuses. Well, they think that any sort of behavior is justified because Israel exists. I can't make that that flow in my brain. I just can't. It doesn't work for me. Um, There are some non-knee-shaking Jewish women who are busting some, you know what, out there, and I'm so proud of them. Um, they are special because of what they are fighting for, and it's their own freedom, their own freedom to exist. They should not have to fight like that. And when it starts to happen on American grounds, on public campuses, that's when I have a really big problem with it. Case in point, the kids in the library. Can't remember where it happened, but because I get too much news thrown at me every single day. Cooper Union. Thank you. Um, That should never have been allowed to happen. Um, It's no different than the riots we had in the streets, but only on January 6th is that a crime, you know, to to do do something that, you know, is crowd-like. But um, the people who did that to those Jewish students committed a, a, a crime, terrorism. That's what it was. 
Well, the funny thing is when I talk to these college kids, and I go to these college campuses now after having been assaulted and spray-painted, I go with security. But Mm -hmm. when I talk to these kids, they are all convinced, well, you don't quite understand it. It's more nuanced than that. I think if someone showed up on campus in a KKK outfit, would they say, well, there's a time for nuance and this is it? No, they would rightfully say that's a horrible, racist, wretched person. Yet when it's racism against Jews, when it's racism against groups that DEI teaches us are oppressors rather than oppressed, well, then all of a sudden racism is a nuanced issue and we really need to have a dialogue between both sides. You know, the side that wants to live in peace and the side that wants to kill them all. Yeah, it it doesn't make any sense. I am so with you, Adam. And, you know, God's people have been going through this for so many thousands of years. I mean, they've been fighting to just exist and live for so, so long, it's just got to be exhausting. That's right. And I'll tell you, and I say this as a Jewish person, I think part of the reason this problem has been able to grow out of control is because how the Jewish uh, student groups on campus handle these things. In my opinion, they behave like colossal weenies. They've got great intentions, but these people want to destroy them. And their solution is, well, we need to be nicer to them. We need to have more dialogue. We need no. to show them that we're good people. These are people who kill their civilians and use them as human shields. You know, these are people who see no value in the life of their fellow Muslims in the Gaza Strip. You think they see any value in your life? They are bullies, and the only thing they respect is force. And we should never use violence in response to them. But just trying to reach out with a big hug and explain to them that we're not really that awful after all merely invites the bully to bully you more. Yeah, you, you can't give them some money and suckers and stuff every day because it'll never be enough. They'll always want more, and then they're still going to want to take your soul. So it doesn't really matter how nice you are. You have to show them that you hit me, I'm coming at you with everything I got. That's that's how I answer people who think this way. And the fact that it's happening on campuses and we're not allowed to just drop like a spidey net on them and take them all to jail, why can't we do that? Why can't they be just taken in? Well, I don't think they're breaking any laws, and I support their right to scream and uh, proclaim anti-Semitic things. One of the great things about free speech and allowing hate speech is it lets us know who the idiots are. If they weren't open with it, it would be hard for us to tell who the racists are in our community and on our campus. So what our organization does, after these groups engage in anti-Semitic actions or sign anti-Semitic pledges, we take the names and photos of the leaders, not casual members, but leaders of the organizations. We put them on the side of a billboard, and we send it to campus with Harvard's leading anti-Semite, Columbia's leading anti-Semite, to put a frown on their face and to make sure everyone knows who the racists are on their campus. They don't oh, like I, it very much. I support the open speech, too. You can you can support whatever you want to support, but when you start threatening people and terrorizing them and, and making it so that your teacher can't come out of her classroom or students are hiding and fearing for their lives in a library, you've crossed the line, and that is terrorism. Well, that's right. And what we love to do, in addition to sending the billboard to their campus and exposing them, we buy their domain names. So, for example, we bought AmariButler.com, A-M-A-R-I-Butler.com, set up a nice little profile page so that you could see what the anti-Semite Amari at Harvard. And then we work with search engine optimization experts to make it so that if you Google Amari, because maybe she applies for a job at your company, that is the first result that shows up. And then for the worst of the worst, we send our anti-Semitic billboard to mom and dad's house, park it in front of their uh, house for eight hours a day for three days, play this uh, Game of Thrones shame soundbite on a loop, 
so that mom and dad have to explain to their neighbors why their kid doesn't like the Jews. You know, and it, it's it, it's not terrorism to do that. What's terrorism is to firebomb a house, pound on the windows, scare someone's family, run them out of a restaurant, tell them you're going to kill them, um, start swarms of people who go after people and chase them into places to hide. There are two different things than just the blatant calling out of stuff. It's two completely different things because I'm getting emails from people saying, isn't that terrorism? Isn't that harassment? Not if it's true um, and you don't actually go on their property. It's it's not. Well, harassment is when they send death threats to me and my family, my wife, one of my staffers every day, send messages like they're going to put a Hamas bullet through my head. Harassment is when I got assaulted at Harvard and when they spray-painted our mobile billboard and bashed it with a brick and pounded the window of the driver's side window to terrify uh, or an attempt to terrify our young black female mobile billboard driver. I thought they cared about people of color. I guess not. That is harassment. Thankfully, our billboard driver, she's tough as nails. Mm-hmm. Harassment is also when they swat me nine times. I've had nine instances now where they called my local law enforcement and said a variation of, Adam Gallette has a gun to his wife's head. And then they send a half dozen heavily armed, body armor wearing officers to your home. And they thankfully got a door code from someone and they were able to gain entry to our home and stormed inside. And thankfully, we weren't there, because when those things happen, if you move the wrong way or if you're not sure what the heck's happening, they might kill you. Well, they've done that to me nine times. We're the ones who harass them because we send a a billboard to their campus. Got it. See, all of this stuff that they're doing, they think is okay. They think it's okay. We are we're, we are in America. America is not an oppressor. And if you truly believe that that's true, you need to leave. But here in America, you're allowed to feel a certain kind of way. But when you actually start to hurt, harass, or harangue other people, you've crossed a line. It's that simple. But you, you can tell people what other people said. You can do that. Exactly. That's all we're doing is amplifying their message. And for the students who apologize or the groups that withdraw from the racist proclamation, we remove them from our billboard and we take down their domain names immediately. For the students who are proud of what they've done, well, we're just amplifying their message. I think they should send us a thank you letter. Yeah. You know, and I just have a really big problem with this being a, it's like it's on repeat. About every 40 or 50 years, Jewish people have to somehow... I don't know what it is. V- validify their existence. What? What is that? What? Why do they have to validate? I don't think validifies word. I'm George Bush over here. But so why? Why do? Why do they have to validate their existence when they are a sovereign nation? They are rightfully there. They are recognized by the rest of the world as a sovereign nation. Badass with the IDF, and the fact that they have to continually do this on a loop does not make sense to me. Well, look at the contrast and experiences that Israeli and American Jews have. Israeli Jews realize there's no time to just try to have a nice dialogue with these people. We have to wipe violent terrorists off the face of the earth before they kill our civilians. Mm-hmm. And Israeli Jews have been so effective at making that message clear to their neighbors that they don't get attacked by Egypt or many of the other major countries anymore. They've now got peace with those countries, and they got peace through strength. American Jews are still convinced, so many of them, it seems, unfortunately, that if we're just nicer to these bullies, or if we're just kinder to them, maybe they'll stop picking on us. And I don't think we need to use violence in response. It's a different situation than what the Israeli Jews are dealing with. 
but we need to make sure that these anti-Semites are held accountable for their actions. They only respect force, and not, not violent force, but force where we hold them accountable for their actions. That's the only way to get them to stop picking on us in the same way that Israel's neighbors no longer really pick on them, most of them at least. Yeah, and you know, in... in I've seen all the pictures of even the teenage girls walking around with automatic weapons while they shop at the mall because they literally could be attacked at any time. Can you imagine that existence? Yeah. And that's why, you know, when people talk about, well, it's really tough being, you know, doing the work that you're doing on these campuses, Adam, and it's, you know, these, these people are throwing things at you and they're shouting things at you. All I could think is, well, it's a little bit tougher for, you know, the average uh, Jew in Israel who's in the IDF or just living near an area where they're shooting, shooting rockets each and every day. What we're doing and what I'm dealing with in terms of, you know, swatting threats and whatnot is nothing in comparison to what they have to deal with in Israel. Every second of every day, the minute they cut the head off the baby, I was done. It didn't matter anymore. Anything else they said was illegitimate and and not even within my purview of listening. And when they took babies and elderly as hostages and then hid them in their wormholes with them, so then no matter what Israel did, there were going to be casualties. They wouldn't let people leave who wanted to leave. Buses and trains were provided for people leaving Hamas. Wouldn't let them leave so that they would be in harm's way is a legitimate act of war. It really is. And so no matter what they say at this point, whatever goes down at this point is on them. That's right. And it's important to understand these truly are monsters. And then they have plenty of useful idiot allies in America. One Harvard scholar was shouting at me, fake news didn't happen. Fake news didn't happen with regard to the baby that was decapitated. It did happen. Joe Biden says he saw the photo. Is Joe Biden a liar? Well, he didn't have a good answer for that one. Yeah, well, they, they, you know, if if there truly were a chance at a dual state, it would have happened by now. I'm so out of time, Adam. Where do people go to learn more? And God bless you. You're so kind. Our website is aim.org, AIM.org. We're battling anti Semites on college campuses across the country and doing hidden camera investigative journalism into DEI and K 12 education. All the videos are at aim.org and we're active on every social media platform. Thank you, sir.